program brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. You're fitting the car business. Let's talk some Big 12 football. And let's welcome into the program Josh Neighbors from Locked on Big 12. Josh, good afternoon. How are you? Fired up. It's almost football season. We're so <laughs> ready to go. We've got a game tonight. UAB Jacksonville State. You can bet I'll be watching. I, we were just talking about that. I mean, we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, and it's time to go play, man. And finally, this weekend in the Big Twelve, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to go see some football. Yeah, a, a bunch of big games. You know, the Texas games. Obviously, weird situation with Oklahoma and Tulane. We got Kansas State, Stanford, which is a big game. Maryland, West Virginia. So. We have our fair share of big games in the conference. Start things off. Talk a little bit about. Uh, let, let's start with the let's start with the Baylor, uh, Texas State game. Dave Aranda and his staff, new offensive scheme, new offensive coaching staff. Uh, what's your What's your thoughts on on BU in 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 Texas State down in San Marcos? Well, I think the decision to go with Jerry Bohannon it kind of reminds me of of what Texas is doing at quarterback too. It's all about protecting the football and who start uh, who. Um, Dave Aranda can really trust at that position. But the thing I'm going to watch the most, the offensive line. That was such a poor point for Baylor last year, and I think it really cost their entire team. It put their defense in bad spots. Their offense couldn't get much going. The run game really didn't get going. And I felt like Brewer had to make a whole lot of plays. I want to see how is the offensive line look. Is it holding up in run, you know, in run blocking? Is it holding up in pass pro, which I think did a little bit better job of last year, but not great. That's where I'm looking. The offensive line. Can that line be solid? Because I think the Dave Aranda coach is going to be strong again this year. I think even stronger if the offense can keep them out of bad situations uh, in a lot of spots. I think that's kind of what hurt the defense some last year, even though it was pretty good. Longhorns host uh, the Raging Cajuns in Austin. And how important, we probably can figure out that they should dominate this game, but how important is it for Starkey's first game in Austin for them to dominate big in this game? I, I think they'd be lucky if they did because that game, the line started off, I think, 11 and a half, down to eight now. That's a, that's a Louisiana team that returns 20-plus starters. Quarterback Levi Lewis is back for them, and Billy Napier is a really proven head coach who's been turning down Power 5 jobs now for a couple of years. And for me, I'm really worried because people have not liked this opinion. But, look, they decided on Hudson Card this past week, and Sark even two weeks ago was saying he had not liked the quarterback play and had said, Card's our starter now, but we're going to play both guys. Well, then you really haven't picked a starter, have you, if you're going to have both guys. If I'm a wide receiver, I want to know who the guy is throwing me the football. If I'm an offensive lineman, I want to know who am I rallying around. And so I think Sark's indecision at quarterback not going to cost him necessarily, but I think it just shows – that the Texas quarterback situation, neither of those guys have gone out and grabbed the job. It sounds like Hudson Card won it because Sark likes his ball security a bit more than he likes uh, likes Casey Thompson's during fall camp. Josh, do you buy into to the preseason rankings? I, I know they got Louisiana at, at what uh, twenty three and Texas at twenty one, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and again, a lot of that is 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 based off of last year a lot of it's based off what's coming back speculate all that kind of stuff so early in the year do you buy into to the to the polls well you know i remember it wasn't too long ago when i was uh, 18 to 22 years old and i was really unreliable and so i think the idea is somehow that we assign you know hey this group of 18 to 22 year old kids should be this good it's pretty it's pretty crazy isn't it you know if, if, if i mean 
everybody's thinking about themselves that age and how dependable were you? Did you always live up to expectations at that age? And I think that applies for these kids as well. You know, to me, Alabama being number one in the preseason poll doesn't make much sense. If you're assigning it based off of returning groups, like Oklahoma has, you know, I think the recruiting plus what returning, that is kind of the best team heading in. So sometimes it's a pedigree thing where the teams get put. Sometimes it's a legitimate ranking of, hey, this is what you did last year plus recruiting. So I don't like the preseason rankings, but you know what sells matchups where there's number three and number five next to the team's <laughs> names, and we get one of those on Saturday night. So, you know, that, that's what sells, and that's what I do it before the season. But it's, it's kind of useless. Texas Tech taking on former Southwest Conference foe, the Houston Cougars. And uh, this game has the potential of being a pretty good football game, but could it be a preclude to maybe if the Big 12 does uh, expect to expand, maybe this is a dress rehearsal for the Cougars? Yeah, this this is an interesting one. I, I'm glad you brought it up because we all know the relationship between the brass at Houston and the Big 12 was not great. This was kicked around a little while ago, and uh, I think the likes of Tillman Fertitta and Bob Bowles maybe didn't see eye to eye before. But this could potentially be a team that does get added, yes. And then on the Texas Tech side, man, Matt Wells is on the hot seat. And starting off with a win here is huge because they have to make a bowl game, in my opinion, for them to uh, for him to keep his job, I don't think Kirby Hocutt wants to make a move, especially with all the uh, you know all the uncertainty with hey, what's the Big 12 going to look like? Is it going to be a power conference? So I think Kirby Hocutt's really rooting for Matt Wells to keep that job, so he doesn't have to go find another football coach. But it starts for them, and I'm excited to see what Tyler Shuck looks like. I'm tired. Of, um, I'm excited to see what Sonny Cumbie has that offense looking like. So I'm excited to see that game. NRG Stadium, I think Texas Tech is, is going to get a win. And, and Josh, I was going to ask you, uh, you, you mentioned it. Is six the magic number for, for the Red Raiders? I mean, is this they? Is this for him to to keep that gig? Does he? Is it six or is it seven? I mean, do, do you have a number in mind? I think it's six. I think when you bring in a new offensive coordinator, you get to, you know, you get to bring in there. Uh, when you get to bring in a quarterback like Tyler Shuck, he's got a lot of physical tools that should fit well in the air raid offense. And you're bringing back some good players on offense as well, too. You've got to think, hey, look, we should be beating the Baylors. We should be beating the Kansases. We should, you know, if we want to get to where we want to go, we've got to equip a, a Kansas State, a West Virginia, and maybe knock off a Texas and Oklahoma State, right, on, on route to a six-win season. I think the number is six. If they don't go to a bowl game this year, if they're not above 500, I think Matt Wells is gone. And I think that might be fair because – that would mean the program really isn't showing the progress that it should be. And I like the fact they're giving him next year. I like the fact that, you know, people love him as a guy. I like the fact that he's getting a chance to prove it. But it, it's all in front of him now this season. With the week one schedule and the matchups that are out there right now, Josh, who do you expect to learn the most about the Big 12? I think Kansas State and Stanford is a super interesting game for both of the teams involved. Um Kansas State, you know, you think about where they were when Chris Kleiman and the team was on top of the world beating Oklahoma. You know, oh, my God, they've done it twice now. But they did not, things did not go well for them. Obviously, Skylar Thompson gets hurt last year, and they had a lot of players leave, and the season didn't go the way they wanted to. And so they've got a lot of questions they have to answer. And this feels like a monumental matchup for K-State, and that seems to be the sentiment from a lot of people who cover the team. Getting off to a good start against a solid Stanford team is going to be imperative if they want to kind of, you know, set themselves off on the right foot uh, because their schedule is challenging too. So 
this is a game that I think Kansas State really does need to win. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Tyler Thompson looks like because I, uh, I think he's a really solid player, and I think they're going to be really glad to have some dependability back under center. 544, we're talking with uh, Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12. And, and Josh, I, I, this, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask about this game. And, and, and follow me here. Kansas and, and South Dakota, mm-hmm. if – and we don't know where that program is. I mean, we know where it's been, and it hasn't been. You know, they've got if they're going to, they've got to win this football game on Saturday, don't they? Well, they do. But here's the thing. You know, I talked to Jesse Newell, the Kansas City Star, recently, and Lance Leipold was asked about his quarterback on the first day of practice in the, in the fall, and you know what he thought. He's like, well, it was great to see him throw. Think about it. He hasn't seen them throw in person because of when he took that job. And when he got there, and, and there's been so much talk about the, the way he's now regimented things, the way he's organized things, because the one thing I heard from a lot of people was that Kansas football team, while they were bringing actually some talented recruits, they were so disorganized under Les Miles. And I think Lance Leipold is bringing organization. I think he's the perfect guy for the job. I think KU lucked out getting him when they did. But it's going to look rough. And I took the over on wins. And I, I went to the University of Missouri. I'm not supposed to root for Kansas. I took the over on one win for KU because I'm rooting for Lance Leifold. I want Kansas better. Things are better for everybody. If KU can get some semblance of a functioning program, I think Lance Leifold's the guy. But I think because he took over so late and missed all of spring practice, he's behind the eight ball, and so we really shouldn't judge him. That being said, KU gets a win against what was a pretty, I think, below average South Dakota team and FCS last year. And that is, and I, I could not agree with you more. That is, that is spot on. Where the league is right now, with all the stuff going on, we need everybody to go out and post mm-hmm. W's in, in the non-conference schedule. I agree. If KU could do it, that would be great. But like once again, I, this is going to be such a a rebuild. And you know what he did at Buffalo, he was so good at playing to his roster's strength. And so I think that's the perfect type of guy to have at KU. And uh, this season's going to be tough, but I think he's got a great vision, and he's the right guy for that program. Hey, Josh, what are you working on for uh, Locked On Big 12? Uh, you can find us on YouTube, actually, now. It's been great. People are interacting with me, telling me I'm wrong about stuff before we've <laughs> seen a snap of football, uh, which is great. So, yeah, you can find us on YouTube at Locked On Big 12, on, uh, at LO Big 12 on Twitter. So, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can find us in all of those places now. As always, it's a pleasure, buddy. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yep, awesome, guys. Talk to you. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Josh Neighbors. It's 546.